Hello everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch. I am your host, Gun White Hats, and joining me as always is Red Nightmare. <laughs> Sir, are you okay? No, I have space madness. Oh right, yeah. I mean, after doing this show for so long, it's a, it's a wonder that we haven't both succumbed to the... <laughs> I mean, what? Space madness. It's definitely a thing. Totally exists. Hey everybody, so yeah, we are back. We are now up to Season 4, Episode 10 of Farscape. And this episode is called Coup by Clam. <sighs> yeah, so alright. Well, it's at least the name is a bad pun. Yeah, the name's a bad pun. This episode is an odd one, I'm gonna say, up front. It's a mixed bag. Yeah, it has good things and there's moments where I just wanted to bang my head against the, well, the table, not a wall. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, but... it's not, okay, it's not completely terrible, but it is just a bit odd so i mean should we just go should we just dive straight in because there's yeah let's just jump in because there's uh i'm just gonna say there's a beginning bit where it's like previously on farscape and there's all this stuff previously on farscape that is not necessary no we don't need all this because this never comes up i hadn't even realized that no you don't need to know any of this no it is basically just filling you in on where we are but if you've been watching along then this isn't stuff that you have forgotten about it was you know we're in tormented space okay that's probably the most relevant thing in that but it also has like Aaron and the baby stuff and scorpius being there which you know we remember oh right Aaron has a baby i completely forgot that yeah, watching again this that never comes up well she's pregnant she doesn't have a baby yet so yeah they have all of this and basically all that we really need to know is that they're in tormented space which is a really messed up neighborhood Scorpius is there, mm-hmm. and that's really all that's relevant for this episode. Because once that's done, we cut into the maintenance bay, and uh, most of the cr- I think like all of the crew, apart from Scorpius, if we count Scorpius as part of the crew, they're all sitting eating. Well, John isn't there yet, but he shows up later. But uh, they're all sat around eating. There's a big plates of food, and Sokozu is going back for more. And Naranti's like, oh, highly abnormal. Yeah, because she's like going. Full hog, as they call it, I think. Just eating more and more and more. This is her fifth helping, and apparently Mm -hmm. it's an advantage of only eating ten times a cycle. I mean, she eats a lot, but she doesn't need to eat that much after this. (laughs) And then, so, okay, they're eating this stuff. And Dargo and Naranti first. Okay, so they eat something... And then we see, like, these purple lines, like, glow on their face. Yes, like veins. Something flowing over their face, and then it's gone And they don't seem to have noticed that it happened. Like, they forgot or something. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing happens to Aaron and Rigel, except there's, like, green veins, I think. So a few more things happen before uh, we go away from this scene, because Pilot comes on the comms to Dargo. It's like, I have a message from Moya... Dargo's like, yeah, no, okay, we know, pilot. Boya hates this place. It's a pit. It's an outpost of nothing. We get it. Because they're eating all this food, but they don't like it. It's not good. No. Rigel is complaining the most, of course. <laughs> when does Rigel ever complain the, uh, not the most? When he's being put in power. <laughs> That's when everybody else complains. He'd still complain. <laughs> He'd find something to complain about. But he says it makes Naranti's food seem edible. <laughs> It's just like, oh, well, (laughs) technically an improvement. So they're eating all this food, and then Pilot is on the comms again and tells Aaron that without filtration, electrostatic impulses from the surrounding radiation will drive Moya mad. That's the problem with being in tormented space. She hasn't had peaceful rest since they entered. Basically, she can't fall asleep, I guess. Yeah, it must be like just having a constant 
noise or, you know, mm. really bad insomnia. Yeah, it's not good. And Dargo says, like, okay, I know you think this planet is a pit, but this is the only planet we found whose mechanics know about Leviathans and they can install something that will make it better. Yeah, so she'll have to tough it out for a bit. Pilot's like, well, when? When will that be done? And Sokozu chimes in and says, when their doctor can certify that none of us have space madness. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so uh, on that, we then cut to uh, John, who is with said Doctor. And Scorpius. And Scorpius, uh, the Doctor, Toomey. He's preparing a device to test for space madness. Hang on, hang on. John is walking into Me's office. Oh, that almost works grammatically, but yeah, not quite. Yeah, almost, almost. <laughs> Points for trying, but... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So, yeah, John's brought Scorpius to him, but the to me says, like, no, 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 no. He's, he's Scarran ancestry. He doesn't, he can't get space madness. He's not allowed on planet anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> and Scorpius just growls in. Like, John's like, hit the road. Also, okay, so to me is, he's, you know, he's humanoid. He looks sebaceous. He's got a massive nose, for one yes. thing. Yes. Like, really long nose. And he's dressed, uh, what's, he's almost got, like, bell bottoms on. Like, flared trousers. Yeah. And, and like, uh, holding his hands together and, like, rubbing his hands, like, Mm. you know. Conniving. Conniving, yeah. He's got that sort of conniving look. That very, you know, stereotypical character who would do that sort of thing. He's got that look to him. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to test you for space madness. John says, like, pilot told you that Moya's hull protects from radiation, so we shouldn't have space madness. Space Madness is taken very seriously out here, and um, no exceptions. Now hold still as I stick this up your nose. And he grabs a thing, and he goes to put it up John's nose, and he's like, God, you guys are all liars. You're not going to tell me that it uh, won't hurt a bit. It won't. And he sticks it up John's nose, and it lights up in his head, and we can see his skull. John's just screaming, I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. (laughs) No, this won't hurt a bit. It'll hurt a lot. (laughs) I mean, technically that's true. (laughs) So then we cut back to the maintenance bay where everybody's eating. And Chiana's like, God, all the food here is dren. And Rose is like, yeah, this is all terrible. Then John walks in and Dargo's like, ah, if you'd held off your scream, another Microt, I'd have won the pool. (laughs) Bastards. They're all betting on how long it would take before he screams. And John says, okay, we've got anything edible here and just everyone just said no <laughs> no we don't john grabs one of the oh, a bowl ate some stuff out of that and suddenly he has the yellow lines across his face as well as does sakozu yeah she was eating the same thing and he grabs a plate from her and that happens and then so okay now we've had dargo and naranti have the purple stuff mm-hmm. uh Aaron and rigel have the green stuff and john and sakozu had the yellow stuff. And then Dargo sneezes. And Iranti sneezes as well. And I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, no. And so then Toomey comes in. And he says, oh, it was a pleasure meeting you all. Oh, um, you'll probably find better nourishment on the planet. And so, oh, we're not going down on the planet. Once the mechanic is done, uh, we'll be leaving. And then Dargo sneezes again. And Iranti sneezes. And <laughs> Toomey says, I risk to differ, Captain. Oh, by the way, did I forget to mention... Don't share the quatal mollusks. They're supposed to be eaten whole. If you share them, the food poisoning could be quite deadly. And everyone's like, oh, bleh, 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 bleh. They draw guns on him. Yep. And they're like, what did you do? Says Aaron. 
It's like, initiated the first half of our business arrangement. Bring me one quarter million currency pledges each to my office and I will cure you. Because you're going to die. Then we have title cut. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we've just arrived here and we're getting extorted by this doctor with <sighs> clams. Sure. They cannot catch a break. No, like, I mean, that's kind of the idea of Tormented Space, really, so far, is that they can't mm-hmm. catch a break anywhere. It's all terrible. Which, you know, is, is different to normal space how, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really not that different, but okay. So we cut back, and Duggo's like, well, I could, we could just shoot you. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm getting the impression that this man has run this gig before. On the other hand, if he had, I assume somebody would have already shot him by now. (laughs) Possibly. I don't believe you. Bang. Okay, there we go. Now, we still die, but he's dead. Yeah, well, he may have got away with it so far. But so to me, just reminds me, it's like, no, I'm the only one who can cure you. And your weapons will only cause the mechanics to resist making the modifications Moya requires. And Rigel's like, well, we, we, we could tell them. What you did. And do you think they would believe you? Besides, I would double my price. I think he actually just says, like, I will double my price. Because they threatened to tell them. Anyway, he says, like, care to call my bluff? And everybody slowly puts their weapons away, reluctantly. And then he says, okay, do not delay payment. Your symptoms will eventually look similar to those of space madness. And that's a disease they shoot on sight for. Wow. That's harsh. They take Space Madness very seriously. I guess so. And so then the mechanics enter. Like, they're at the hangar now, and the Toomey's leaving, mm-hmm. and the mechanics are coming in. Yeah, there's one dude in a large black trench coat and an officer's cap. Yep, clearly signaling the I am evil signs. You know? It's like, hello, yeah, flick of the Gestapo! I'm sorry, that was just like, okay, I see I see what you're going for. Hands, are we the baddies? And a female mechanic walks in behind him. Oh yeah, okay, just say this right now. It's very clearly a female mechanic. Yes. It's not really that ambiguous. No. We'll find out why that's relevant later. Anyway, so they come in and they look around a bit and... Oh yeah, and they uh, ask the doctor to report. And he's like, no signs of space madness. Everything's fine at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then at this point, like, Dargo and Naranti both sneeze, Rigel farts, and then Aaron feels that. And Sokozu has cramps because her stomach is processing all that food, and John feels it as well. Yeah, but Chiana's fine because we've got an odd number here. Chiana didn't eat. And so the, she's actually now acting as the face because she's not affected by any of this. So she mm-hmm. gets up to the mechanics and is like, oh, we're all a little bit excited. Come on, uh, fo- fo- follow me. Don't pay no attention to them. Behind. They're, they're, they're fine. Nothing weird going on here. Don't worry about it. And so Aaron asks, once once she Chiana leads them away, Aaron's like, what is what is happening? That every time Rigel vents, I vent. <laughs> and she looks like she's uncomfortable. Yeah, because Rigel's left the room at this point. He's like, oh, I need, oh, I need, I need to, uh, oh, I, I, I'll be right back. Excuse me. And yeah, they're all feeling each other. Basically, they're all feeling what's happening to the other person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Naranti's like, okay, me and Dart, we had the purple ones, and Rigel Aaron had the green ones, and John Sikos had the yellow ones. And Dargo's like, okay, we'll go down to the, we'll go down to the planet, and we'll have a chat with the doctor. Naranti, like, analyze the food, calm us if you find a cure. Okay, well, I'll need bodily samples from everybody, and holds out a bowl. And John just spits in the bowl, and like, I, 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 <laughs> I look up, spoon towards my mouth, like, ah, shit. <laughs> 
It's going to be one of those episodes. Because <laughs> I was eating while I was watching the episode the first time. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, God damn it! This is another one of those kind of gross episodes. Not that gross, but... Eh, there's some bits later on we'll get mm. to. We'll get to it. I was done eating by then. Oh, good. <laughs> so, okay. We then cut to Chiana and uh, the mechanics. You know, they're walking through Moya. And says, how long is this going to take? Because they're in, basically they're installing filters that will allow Moya to, be, to uh, get some rest, you know. It'll allow Moya to filter out the radiation. So she'll be okay in tormented space. But so they say uh, it'll take a couple of arms at the most. And then Chiana's kind of staring at the, not the mechanic in the cap, but the other one. I get the impression that the mechanic in the cap is just more of a officer. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Then there's the mechanic then. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And so, yeah, Chiana's staring at the mechanic, and the mechanic looks at her and is like, what? And why are you staring? And Chiana's like, hey, maybe I just think you're cute. Because, you know, the mechanic's getting to work, and Chiana's just sort of stood there staring. And like, no, okay, what what are you doing? Like, okay, I want to make sure that that you don't hurt Moya. Which is fair. And then the mechanic says, okay, we need to cut off power to this cluster to install the filters. Calls up to Pilot, could you do that? Pilot's like, yes, I can. And so goes... (laughs) No, 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 it's far more effective to, you do not need to help me with this. (laughs) Like, Pilot is like, Tsukosa, you brat, he's been fused at Moya for several years, maybe even decades. Well, we know roughly how long he's been, it was something like, the way we weren't was like, it was like, what was it, like four years before four arms or something like that? Yeah, so it's like six, seven? Something like that, but yeah, he's he's been there for a while. Just goes like, no, 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 you should do it this way. It's like, Pilot is visibly uh, annoyed. It's like, who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> excuse me. So he, like, pushes her hand away and, like, put, presses the button he was going to press. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut to John Dargo and Aaron, who've gone down to the planet. Except it's not... Calling it a planet is maybe the wrong word. It looks like an asteroid from out of space. Because we have an establishing shot as the transport goes down. And it's, it's, yeah, it's like a big asteroid. And then we sort of go over the rim of it. And there's, in a crater, there's like a city sort of in there. Maybe this asteroid is an outpost of the planet. Maybe the planet is below it. Fine. So they go down there and then they're basically, (laughs) we cut to them waiting in the doctor's office. Yeah, it's like, (sighs) do, do, do. I think there is some, like, Muzak in the background. There should be. Yeah. There's a receptionist there, and they talk to her, and they say, you know, when we need to see the doctor. And he's like, well, she says, oh, he's not here. He's busy. I'm sorry. I can't help. Then the door of the doctor's office opens, and it's like, ah, you can go now to the uh, assistant. And they're like, nobody comes out. He was just probably staring at the wall while he was in there or something. Whatever it is that doctors do while they're there. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> also while they're sitting there of course they're feeling the effects of the other person's you know indigestion and sneezing we actually cut back to naranti who's in the kitchen yeah. do- doing a little bit of basically she's the alchemist really she's doing some alchemy mm. uh type stuff you know trying to analyze the bodily fluids and find out what's actually going on a way to counter it and then so she's you know mixing these things together drinks something and then dargo hiccups <laughs> like, uh. and he's like, what? Well, what is she doing? That's not me. That's definitely her. But so Tumi asks them to come, and so they go into his doctor's office, and they just pull guns on him. Yeah, 
Because I like that they walk into the doctor's office, the assistant walks out, and he's standing there in the hallway, and they just yank him by the collar, and it's like... <laughs> and he's like, look, killing me kills you. I'm the only one who can cure you. I can't be forced to help you. And I'm like, you want to see us try? Yeah. And John's like, no, cure first, speak later. We got the money. We don't need an explanation, just cure us. And he's like, well, you know, you won't find this elsewhere. Each mollusk is... And John... (laughs) Every time Toomey tries to explain what this is, John's reaction is just like, nope, no, don't... I don't want to... I don't care. Don't care. Don't Don't care. care. Just fix it. Just fix it. I guess the whole explanation... (laughs) And I like that the character's like... We don't need the Technobabble info dump. Just please solve the problem. Yeah. I I know we mentioned this in What Was Lost, where John was not interested in what was happening. Mm -hmm. This, I feel, is not as... It actually works a bit better because there's a problem that needs solved and we don't really need to know how it works. No. (laughs) We don't need to know... That doesn't stop... uh to me from explaining everything no but john's just like oh my god can we please just fix this <laughs> i love that so he's explaining that um each mollusk contains one colony of neurally linked bacteria and each mm-hmm. colony acts as one organism so if the mollusk is halved each half transmits its, its sensations to the other half and Dago's just like okay who cares who cares <laughs> oh but you see it basically creates this behavior to make sure that take the, two the halves money and cure again. us, so that the two halves join again. But you see, you are not mollusks. To which Dargo responds, "Well, it's never been a problem for us before. <laughs> it hasn't really come up, you know. <laughs> so you cannot merge, which means that eventually you die. Like, okay, here's the money. Cure us. <laughs> we don't care. I like that. It's like cure us. I'm like." Hang on, did you guys have to... Oh, of course, we still have the money from the Shadow Depository. Yeah, money is not a problem for this group anymore. Yeah, also, they probably have... They may have picked some up doing some other jobs off-screen, you know. Probably. And then Dargo's like, okay, I'll break your neck if you don't cure us now. <laughs> John says, I'll pay you double if you don't... If you stop talking. Yeah, if you shut up. And he's like, no, well, I can't, you see. I'm down to my last mollusk. People pull guns on him again. <laughs> And he says the cure requires the same type of mollusk that you ate. I only have the purple one. Yeah. And, okay. So, earlier in this scene, we had Naranti drinking something made Dargo hiccup. Yeah. Now, we cut back, and we see that Naranti's drinking something else and is dancing around. She's going... She's also, like, she has some mixer turned on, which is, like... You hear it Whirring, spinning wildly yeah. in the back, it's like vibrating a little bit. So at the beginning of this scene, I actually quite like like Naranti like drinking something and going like dancing around like yeah. oh yeah, da, da, da. you know, like dropping things in the bowl and like oh yeah, da, 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 da. and going going back down. Dargo explains that well, he and Naranti were the ones who took the purple mollusks, so he can be cured. And Aaron and John are in, in sync. I hate you. Yeah, but we cut back up to Naranti and she's enjoying herself then she starts enjoying herself more (laughs) a lot more really really a lot more she stands she stands in front of the of her mixer and she reaches over to grab something and apparently oh that's what happened yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i didn't notice oh you did not notice that no i I I wasn't paying attention uh she reaches over and Apparently, oh no! <laughs> certain areas come into contact oh, no. with the um, vibrating mixer, and uh, it's quite pleasant. Oh god! You could say 
Okay. And, uh, well, I mean, I can't blame her for being like, well, I'm not going anywhere. It's, this, is, this is, I might as well make use of a pleasant situation. Sure. Never mind that this mixer is being used for, you know, you're fine. But yeah, okay, let's just, she's getting aroused a lot. And then we cut back down to Dargo, and Dargo is feeling it. <laughs> He's just like, oh, oh, hi, oh. What is it? Is Naranti in pain? No, mm, no, not in pain. Opposite, very opposite. Ha, ha, mm. Extreme pleasure? Mm, yeah, mm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it's cutting back and forth between him and Naranti. And then, then, oh my god, okay. Well, I mean, she, she reaches the end of the, the end of it. But then we Climax. see, uh, we also see Dargo. He's just like, yeah. oh, oh, and he has like a little squeak <laughs> as well. And, and both John and Aaron are like looking at each other like, what the, what? what? And I like that while, while it's building up that Aaron is like, come on, fight it. And John's like, yeah, think of like, think of something else. Football, uh, rusty nails, math problems, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> anything, and it's just like, nope. <laughs> okay, that happened, and so <sighs> I then, like I like comedy Dargo. Yeah, comedy Dargo is good, but like, okay, sure, this this is a thing that we did, <laughs> that this show did. This is something only Farscape uh, would do. Yeah, I suppose so. And so, okay, that's all done. And so, to kind of get back at Durante, once it's over, Dargo just goes and headbutts a thing. <laughs> yeah, she she got passes out. Yeah, we cut back to her, just go, oh, and falls over. <laughs> and so, okay, then Toomey continues explaining the cure and says, like, okay, here's what you do is you take this and then you have to ingest the other person's urine. Yeah, mix this up with the, the urine, ingest the other person's urine. And then you must touch bare flesh together. <laughs> and Dargo's like, how much bare flesh? Holding hands will do. Oh, thank God. Because, you know, the, it will signify that... And John's just like, okay, one more word of techno babble. I'm going to cut your tongue out. <laughs> Let's take this cure for Dargo and Naranti and try it out. And so they leave him the money and they grab that and go. And Aaron says, like, okay, if this doesn't work, you're dead. Um, not to put a too big of a point on it, but so would you be. So then we cut back up to Moya and mm-hmm. the guard who was with the mechanic earlier is with Scorpius. And he says, how can you travel in something so alive? <laughs> Filthy with bacteria. And Scorpius actually says, you know, well, Moira, Moira is quite hygienic. She's very self-disinfectant. And then the guard says, oh, Moira is female. And Scorpius says that, yes, but controlled by pilot, who is, of course, male. And the guard is like, oh, okay. Oh, that's all right then. Oh, male. Yes, yes, of course. Nazi shit. <laughs> this is not a nice guy, obviously. And Scorpius says, uh, you know, we've never had a case of space madness on this ship. It's like, yeah, Scorpius, you weren't here during Crackers Don't Matter. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not so sure about that. Like, there's a few things we need to fill you in on you weren't around for. <laughs> <laughs> Totally forgot about that. But the guard says, well, you're lucky. We've had three cases in the last six months. Oh, how dreadful. It was a damn shame. All three of them mill. All mill? Yes, that's why it was so dreadful. And he says with one of those grins, uh, it's like, I want to punch you. Yeah, really want to punch him. But Scorpius is like, hmm. Something's going on here. Yes, we know, Scorpius. If you were at the meeting, you would have known. This is why we have these meetings. (laughs) I still don't think he's actually invited to those meetings, but... (laughs) 
You can listen at the door. True. So we go back to the planet, I suppose. And to me, he ordered the other mollusks to cure the rest. So the mollusks have just arrived. Toomey goes to pick them up, but he gets shot. I called this, by the way. I was watching this, and he's like, oh, give me a moment. Oh, the mollusks are right there. And he walks outside, and he's like, he's going to get shot, isn't he? And he walks out the door, he gets shot. I'm like, yes! <laughs> Still got it. Yeah, and so Aaron is there when they get shot, and she doesn't see who it was. No. But she she notices that it's a, a woman. Yeah, that, is, that was pretty clear. And Toomey's like, well, now I can't cure you. I don't have the mollusks. Oh, no. He passes out first as yeah. he shoots. And he gets shot in the arm, and at first I'm like, ah, yeah, he's dead, of course. He turns out he's not dead. No, he's okay-ish. But he, the woman made off with the mollusks, so he doesn't mm-hmm. have them. So we also see that, that we're trying the cure now for Naranti and Dargo. Yep. We cut back up, and the <laughs> shot when we cut back up is just straight up, it's Naranti peeing in a bucket. Because she holds her skirt up. It's not even an obscured thing from, like, behind a table. It's like, no, it's a close-up of her, like, legs over a bucket. She holds up her skirt, and we just see, like, a stream come down from the top of the stream. Yeah, we, don't, we don't see anything compromised, I guess no. I would say, but... It's very clear what's happening here. Yeah. Again, this was not necessary. <laughs> Did you notice something else about this scene? It was, what, it was multicolored was <laughs> one thing. It was also steaming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she scoops up a cup and then gives it to Dargo, you know, mixes up the cure, gives it to Dargo, and he's like, okay, drink, drink. I like that Dargo's looking at it, and Sukozu is also there, it's like... Well, go on, drink it. Why? Why are you hesitating? Dar's like, what do you? Why do you think? He's just like he's got to get himself ready. He's like, oh, just, just give me a second. Just, oh. Rigel's also there. It's like, okay, would you rather die than drink it? <laughs> There's a brief <laughs> moment where you can see Dargo considering those options. Yeah, where, where it's he's like, like, I've had a good well, life. Well, <laughs> and they're like, okay, well. We have to be touching to do this. And Naranti's like, oh, bare flesh. Okay, yes, and starts to undress. He's like, no, no, just hands, just just hands. Oh, but I thought that, no, no, just... But 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 more flesh with the higher... No, close it. No. (laughs) So they... They, basically, they sit across the table from each other, they drink the stuff, and they hold hands in the middle of the table. Then both their faces go purple again like they did before, yeah. and Sukozu's like, well, did it work? And Dargo's like, okay, let me try. And he just whacks the Randy in the face. And he doesn't feel anything. He's like, yep, seems good. And Sukozu's like looking at him like, why did you do that? Oh... Right, one little punch. <laughs> and so Naranti sort of pinches him, and Dargo's like, ow. And she makes a noise, and we're like, what? And it's like, no, no, I didn't feel anything. I just got surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense. Okay. And so Dargo comes back down to John and says, okay, the cure is working. How do we know when it's done? Because Toomey says, oh, you need to keep holding uh, contact until you feel an oily uh, substance on your hands. Wait. How long is that going to take? Oh, just a couple of arms. Like a couple of arms. Because that's when all the bacteria will have precipitated out. Yeah. And if they break contact, the bacteria will recolonize and it'll just it, the cure won't have worked. And Dargo says, like, don't worry, not going to happen. And it was a very brief cut 
in Ranty's face that goes, "Aw, yeah." It's like <laughs> a little bit, a little moment of appreciation for Dargo in that face. I like, I like that tiny little cut. But see, the problem is that they don't have the mollusks, so they need to find some more mollusks to kill yeah. the others. And so Aaron tells Rigel and Sokoto, "Like, get down here now." Yeah, and they ask, "Like, why can't you not get mollusks? Like, is it a finance thing?" Uh, no, let me explain the geopolitical situation of this planet. You can see John just roll his eyes. Like, oh, well, also, I didn't even bring it up. Just quickly before this, we actually cut away. The rest of them leave to go down, and Naranti and Dargo are there, just holding hands still. Oh, yes. And Naranti's like, do you know, I've been looking for this opportunity for so long. I've wanted to get you alone. There are so many things I don't know about you. And Dargo's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dargo. Yeah, so then, yeah, Toomey goes to explain it. Also, I love, again, like, John is like, no, my God, no, please, no, don't explain this. And it's it's the fact that Toomey says, no, 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 let me sit here and let me explain the geopolitical situation of this place. It's like, that's, like, really on the nose yes. of what they're doing. I mean, it's totally in character, but I, I love that he so. goes, like... Oh, let me explain this new political situation to you. Uh, John's like, oh. oh my god, I don't care. <laughs> but Toomey explains that, as you may know, the females on this planet are oppressed. And while they've um, been doing a bit of an uprising, and they've been using these mollusks as a means to kill um, important high-placed males. Yeah, and John's just like, okay, girl power, so what? And then, yeah, the mollusks come up also there have to be okay first of all there have to be easier ways to kill someone than feeding them a mollusk i mean because there's so much looking at space madness this is a way of i suppose so yeah right yeah yeah, hiding the true cause but what happened is to me during an autopsy found out what happened and he struck a deal with them where he basically said i want some of that and he was using that to extort people and in you know exchange for him keeping his silence about Mm-hmm. them and he's like well the fact that they've shot me makes me think that they might be making a move for real now and that they think that i might rat them out well also that they don't need his silence anymore because they're they're about to go big they're about to go public you know make mm-hmm. their attempt and so then he says okay well i'll, I'll refund two-thirds of your money <laughs> Like idiot, this is not something you give a refund on. It's like, well, you can have your money back. You'll be dead, but at least you'll have your money back. It's like, because Aaron just pulls her gun, points it at his head. It's like, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, you're gonna tell me where the females are. Also, you know, while this all has been happening, just assume that every once in a while somebody has a stomach issue. <laughs> yeah, specifically John, and also Aaron, basically farting quite a bit because of Rachel. I think she at some point says, like, look, don't complain. You don't have the experience of three full stomachs so then we cut back up to moya and chiana and the mechanic and chiana grabs from the mechanic up against the wall yeah because she's looking intently at her and suddenly pushes her up against the wall opens her shirt and oh my god she has boobs she has breasts what not naked breasts there's no no she yeah 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 yeah. but chiana's just like aha i knew it you're a woman and i'm sitting here like yeah chiana that was obvious that was my response as well were we supposed to think that was disguised as a man like it wasn't like had like a fake mustache or anything (laughs) to be honest i would have preferred the fake mustache no matter how silly that would have looked at least the show would have been signaling hey this is what you need to be thinking right now just so you know it just looked to me like there was a woman with short hair short black hair 
but she's in like a work like jumpsuit. Yeah, and there wasn't anything, nothing stereotypically feminine about that jumpsuit, but that's... That's like, fine, yeah. That doesn't say anything. No, like, <laughs> we've seen, like, people wear that sort of thing before. Like, I think some of the Peacekeeper techs, like, the female techs wear, like, a jumpsuit. and Jelena wears a jumpsuit. There's yeah. Nothing, nothing stereotypical about that. No, and there weren't... That, that was basically the extent of their attempt to cover up the fact that she was female so it it didn't do anything else like you know fake stubble or um anything else that they might do so it did it was i was i was like wait no sorry we were supposed to think that she was disguised as a man okay that didn't come across at all no i i was thoroughly confused when this happens like oh that's what you were trying to do wow you failed badly at that yeah it was pretty clear. But, okay, so the female mechanic says to Chiana, like, okay, don't tell the guard or he'll kill me. And Chiana's like, hey, no, no. Okay, you're here to spy on us and you want to make sure that we eat the mollusk. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm just here to fix your Leviathan. And she explains that women on her world aren't allowed to do this sort of work basically convinces chiana that she's not a threat yeah because she says like look if it's a problem as she starts collecting her tools i'll just go you can have some man take care of it if you want and that's apparently the point where chiana's like no 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 i'm sorry okay perhaps you're not here to spy on us and then she responds with there's no perhaps yeah i'm not okay yeah that was just a bit odd of like no you were not signaling you were not signaling enough that this was supposed to be you know a disguise yeah there was literally nothing that (laughs) indicated to me that this was not a woman i'm very sorry Farscape, but you like how however silly the mustache would have been i think it would have been better Yeah, it's just, it, it, certainly if you're looking for, like, the TV equivalent, you know, where they will do a really obvious kind of signaling of, like, a disguise or something like that. It wasn't really there, and it was just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we cut to Nar- Dargo and Naranti again quickly. Oh, poor Dargo. And Naranti's fallen asleep. With her head against his chest. But Dargo want, really wants the glass of drink that's over there and he's like Naranti wake up wake up Naranti I I'm thirsty he's reaching for it and he can't he can't reach it <laughs> what I don't get is why Dargo doesn't does grab hold of her wrist and stands up and walks over there it's yeah. like he just has to remain contact I don't think he cares if he wakes her up or knocks her around yeah that's what I was thinking as well like just pick her up and move you can do that yeah oh well so okay we cut back down to uh, the planet with uh, to me, Aaron, and John, and so the way that they're going to get the mollusks. Yeah, because it turns out that the female revolutionaries have basically a nightclub where they entertain men. Yep. And Aaron is slightly surprised by that, and I'm like, no, it's a good cover because yeah. all the high placed officials come there. Yeah, and you know, while they're there, they get served mollusks, and and then boom, this is where and actually John's like, okay, then. Kubai Clam, sure. And like, <gasps> he said the title. He said the name of the, the thing. And so Sokozu and Rigel come in with more currency. And Aaron says to Sokozu, he's like, all right, come on, we've got a job to do. Girl power. <laughs> and walks away and John's like, it's girl power. Damn it, she's speaking English again. Quit speaking English. <laughs> I had a realization as Aaron did this. She pronounces it Jif. No! No! 
Look, she's still learning English. One day she'll learn the correct pronunciation. Of gif. Actually, it's pronounced jife. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced. Yes, Farscape is very much in favor of the gif pronunciation. I think we just lost half of our uh, half of our listeners. Listen, deal with it, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry if you pronounce it Jif, we don't want you listening to this show. That's not true. That's not true. We're not that petty. <laughs> We're not that petty. Just know that you're wrong. <laughs> Clearly. Anyway, so moving on from that, Look, uh, the- let's be honest. You have the right to be wrong. We all do. <laughs> but you especially. All right, moving on. <laughs> So they're going to go to the uh, the nightclub. I also like that Rigel's like, please be careful. We're linked after all. He mothers under his breath. And it's like, oh, right, because Rigel's saying, please be careful, would be completely out of character otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> and so Toomey is, um, you know, babbling a bit more. <laughs> John just... He's talking. What was Toomey talking about? Was he talking about the mollusk skin or just yeah something politics? like politics? Like, you know, actually, you know the situation with the their rise to power, and John just grabs grabs a gag and like puts it like wraps a bandage around his mouth and just like okay, shut up. Okay, okay. And so then a man comes to the doctor's surgery, goes to the office uh, out front. And he's let in, and he's like, I'm looking for Dr. Toomey. It's a lot of Gestapo guy. Also, the way Toomey's doctor's office is set up, there's some, you know, medical beds, and there's a curtain about halfway th- along the room, which divides it in half, and John just pulls that in front of Toomey on the... Yeah, and it's like, um, the doctor is currently busy. He's, he's tied up. <laughs> he's tied up. So? So you'll have to uh, wait your turn. I will not. John's like, okay, just take a seat. But then out from behind the curtain, I love this, but Rigel comes out. And he's like decked out like the doctor. He has like that mechanical monocle on and he's like in a suit holding like scalpel-like thing. And he's like, oh, hello. Who are you? It's like, I'm Dr. Rigel. Toomey is away at a conference. Uh, (laughs) Because he says... Because he asks, what seems to be the problem? And uh, what it's, was it again? It's basically like, like boils or like a yeah, wart like, or something. And Rigel's just like, well, you've been neglecting them. Okay, well, take off your clothes. He's like, what? Why? It's like, well, preventative bloodletting. Everyone can benefit from the removal of excess bodily fluid. <laughs> I found this so hilarious. I actually really liked, yeah, Rigel pretending to be a doctor. It was pretty good. Okay, let's finish the scene first because... The man just goes hmm, and walks away, and, and Rigel says, "Like, do take care of yourself." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, as the man is left, John's like, "What are you doing? Operating?" <laughs> yeah, good. That, actually, yeah, Rigel doing that was pretty good. <sighs> the bloodletting is fantastic because it's one of the oldest archaic forms yeah. of medicine. <laughs> just let some. Fluids out when they thought there were four different types of fluid. Was yeah, it? it was the um, different humor, the humors. It was like the, yeah, aqueous, the humors, aqueous humor, uh, sanguine, something like that. Basically, it was, it was like blood, urine, phlegm. Yeah, phlegm and something else. But yeah, the, so, so yeah, okay. We then cut to Sokoza and Aaron entering the club, and so we, they enter the club. It's it's like middle of the day, so there's nobody there. <laughs> I'm sorry, the fact that it's like entering the club, like there's a pun in there that we should have used. Walk up in the club like 
what up i need some mollusks there <laughs> that works so Thank they you. walk in there's nobody there also this is like a very small club <laughs> this set is not amazing it serves its function I it feel. also really looks like a very basic like dive bar club that you would find and the way that they've made it look sci-fi is that some of the pillars are wrapped in tin foil it's <laughs> like like the set dressing for this is is not great <laughs> No, but I feel it works because it's one of those places that probably looks the same no matter where you are. Yeah, my problem... I would have, I would have probably lost the tinfoil. My problem is it looks too familiar. Like, it, it looks like I've been in places like that. You know, where you're like, this isn't a sci-fi... This is just like a bar you found in Australia somewhere. I don't know, it, it just doesn't convey that... It doesn't work as well, I think. It didn't bother me, but... At least in this scene where there's nobody here. Once later on, there's more people start filling it up and it's not so much a problem. It's like, okay, this is not like a a special set that you made. You just just redressed this crappy bar you found somewhere. (laughs) Look, they were out of budget. So they come in and they're met by a woman and uh, she says, are you looking for work? Oh, and we... um, Right, we Toomey actually explained, you know, who the boss of them is. Because uh, Aaron says, we want to talk to Selva. I was like, who? Uh, your boss, you know, leading the revolutionaries. And you're trying to improve conditions for females. Yeah, we're all for that. And we have a business proposition. And then the woman says, no, we're not interested. I'd like to hear that from Selma. And there's a few more women, like, turn up behind them. And the one they were talking to just says... Oh, no, you wouldn't. And they get whacked from behind. And, of course, Rigel and John feel this as well. <laughs> we cut back to them, yeah. And they're just <laughs> in midair, just <laughs> being thrown around like, oh, God. I, and Rigel's like, I think the girls are in trouble. And like, yes, I got that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. And so we cut back and uh, Sokozu and Aaron are tied up back to back. And Selva comes in who's just just a different i think slightly older woman mm-hmm. and she's she's clearly the boss and it's like okay look you're not our friends we're not your friend aaron just says okay look but we just we just want to buy something whatever the price okay yeah we just want two mollusks that's all and selva and another woman are like uh oh, i don't think you know can we trust them i don't think are they telling the truth at this point they've left the room by the way yeah they, they'd step outside for this they say well okay either way they have to die because they know too much but killing them will only cure who they're linked with and they might come after us in revenge and then they say okay well if we keep them alive then their partners will be drawn here and then we can kill all of them because mm. yeah they don't want people to find out about this and so, okay, Rigel and John now have to infiltrate the club. Yes. And so they're discussing what to do, and the problem is, all the elite uh, clientele, all the, you know, rich, powerful people, they all know each other. Yeah. So, and they're all male, because we've established that, you know, yeah. oppression thing. So, Rigel went shopping. Yeah, because if they, they can't walk in there as males, because they'll be recognized as outsiders and mm-hmm. thrown out. And so, yeah... Rigel bought some dresses. Yeah. And John's like, no. Nuh-uh. Not doing this. And he, hold, he holds up like a bra and he's like, no, I'm not wearing this. <laughs> and like, he holds up like a purple dress. Like, no, not purple. It had been black. Black is slimming. Maybe that I would have worn black, but not this color. And Rigel's like, I wear that color. I wear that color all the time. What do you mean <laughs> it's not slimming? <laughs> <laughs> and Rigel's like, look, okay, you can stay here and die from the mollusks, but I'm going to dress up and i'm going to go to the club 
Okay, so there is a slight problem here. I can buy John dressing up, dressing as a woman, and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to sneak in. Rigel is going to stand out no matter what he's dressed up as. He's a Hynerian. He's clearly an alien. Yeah. <laughs> there, we've seen no other aliens on this planet. He's going to stand out, even if he is a female. It still works. It, yeah, that's the problem, okay? So they do this. They do this plan, and mm-hmm. it works. And, and uh, to be fair, John, I would argue, yeah, he could get away. So actually, yes, let's, let's first of all, let's back up a little bit, because we cut to then them going into the club. Rigel is wearing, like, a white dress with some veils that's covering up, like, his throne sled as well. Basically, they gave him a miniature wedding dress. Kind of. And John, John... <laughs> John is wearing the purple dress. He's got a, he's got a w- long wig on. Mm-hmm. He's like padded out his you know bra or whatever, and he's wearing like lipstick and it makeup. Kind of works. Yeah, I, I argue yeah. it works. Yeah, it looks good. That's okay. So we have that scene. We have that. And just Rigel. Okay, no, sorry. Rigel stands out. Rigel <laughs> should not blend in. It doesn't matter if he's dressed as female or not. He, he, sorry, no. Suspension just, no. of disbelief. No. Pass. Suspension of disbelief. To hell with your suspension of disbelief. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what I would have rather seen is John and Scorpius dressing up and joking. But no, Scorpius could because he'd have to keep his gear on. That's true. Can't take that off. That's true. This Rigel is a tiny little frog person. Okay, he's gonna stand out anyway. Ugh. It, okay, but it kind of works for John, let's be honest. Works very well. He looks quite beautiful. So here's the thing. is like this sort of thing where you have like the man dressing up as a woman. Uh, I was dreading it because yeah, I know that sometimes, quite often in fact, certainly as you go further back in TV... And this is from two thousand and you know this is early two thousands. You're like, oh, okay, they're gonna play that. They're gonna be really awkward about this, and you know, really worried that they were gonna make they were gonna make it a big joke. You know, mm-hmm. a, a really a la- make him into a laughing stock, and and that's really unfortunate because you know you don't. That's not really a good thing to do. It's very insensitive. Yeah, it's very insensitive for transgender people. Yeah, it's it's just a very in, insensitive thing to do. So, I was dreading it. I was like, and we have there's still a lot of it that goes around in media, but I like to think that we've come a bit further recently. But but okay, so so I was thinking all that when it started. I was dreading it. And there are a few bits that they do play for laughs, but that's more to the expense of the characters themselves being uncomfortable in this situation. Yeah. And not don't... so much the situation itself. Yeah, and also, really, most of the, the scenes with John in here is he's trying to blend in, and mm-hmm. he's trying not to be noticed. Yeah. So, yeah, what I mean, what they're doing while while he's trying to blend in, they're not actually making a joke out of him being dressed as a woman. It's just nope. he's, he's trying to be stealthy. He's trying to be unnoticed. It's simply a disguise. Yeah. I did just realize what my problem was with Rigel's disguise. He didn't shave his beard. No, right. He only dressed up different <laughs> clothes. He didn't put on, like, makeup or, you know, do anything else there's that would blend in at this nightclub. Chin, there's still his beard. Yeah. Like, Rigel, no. That's what I mean. Like, why does Rigel blend in? I'm sorry. I just, I don't buy it. <laughs> like I said, I buy John. John works. Um, mm. Especially because, actually, he has, like, the hair, the long hair, com- like, comes down over his face mm-hmm. a little bit. So, anyway... Okay, and a man comes up. So in the course of trying to, you know, find the mollusks and find Aaron and Sokozu, a man walks up to John, of course, and, like, caresses his butt. 
Yeah, you know, we know that this planet has awful, horrible men on it who are oppressive and nasty and horrible. Are we talking about the show or just real life? I mean, both, obviously. But so um, he caresses John's butt and he's like, John actually spins around. He's like, if you touch my behind again, I will kill you. Yeah, back off, dude. And so we actually cut back up to Scorpius and the guard walking through Moyer again. And as they're walking, they walk by a neurocluster where they hear Chiana and the mechanic talking. And the mechanic says, like, you're one of the first people who figured out that I was a female. How, how do you know? And, and, oh, actually, yeah. When, when she says, like, how did you know? Chiana's like, well, maybe that's why I thought you were cute. And I'm like, <laughs> oh... <laughs> I mean, okay. that's... Okay, all right. Fair enough, yeah. I mean, it's it's been... it's I think it's been shown of Hinted at. Hinted at hinted, hinted at before that Chiana is attracted to both men and women. And this is, this is much more direct. So they have this discussion, and yeah, Scorpius and the guard can hear all of this. And the guard takes the ladder down, pulls his gun, and says to the mechanic, strip. Chiana stands in front of her and says leave her alone and then while they're having this conversation scorpius gives the man a new look on life yeah he he just comes down the ladder behind him grabs him by the neck and just gives him the old seagull special and just breaks his freaking neck just a new way to look at things like in the different direction (laughs) yeah just you know maybe like directly behind you crunch And so, yeah, Scorpius is like, no, okay, no, we've got to kill this guy. Also, we know that <laughs> Scorpius might be a bad guy, but he's he's an equal opportunity bad guy. Yeah, that's what I thought as well, because as he was having that conversation with the guard earlier about at least the pilot is a man, because he immediately realized, okay, apparently these guys are feeling sexist, and I need to play that part. Yeah. But at this point, he was like, yeah, nope, no. He needs to die, crunch. <laughs> and the mechanic's like, uh, uh, Scorpius very calmly says, just keep working. We'll solve this. And so, again, we go down to the club. John is at the bar, or near the bar, and another man comes up. In fact, it's the guy from the doctor's office from before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yes, I think you're the right one for me. I like a powerful woman, he says. like, okay. Because John makes sure that he doesn't look him in the eye, because mm. he's like, oh, shit. And the man is, like, really creepy, coming close, and talking about, well, I like to dance. Why aren't you saying anything? And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, too real, uncomfortable, too real. uncomfortable. Yep. And John's like, no, I, I don't, I, darling, I don't dance. And the man's like, I do, and grabs him and leads him away. And like, yeah. Ugh. And so again, we go up to Moya and Pilot and Scorpius are having a chat actually, because that's the thing now that. After the last episode, so there was a bit in the previously on where we see John say, you know, he trusts Scorpius more than he did yesterday. Mm-hmm. So Scorpius is, you know, walking around the ship. He's not locked in his cell. He he was never locked in his cell in the first place because no, he, he could have left at out. any time. But now he's openly walking around the ship. So now he's talking to Pilot in Pilot's den, and Pilot says John's comm is not working. Maybe turned off, or he could be incapacitated by mollusks. And Pilot said, well, we, we should contact the authorities on the planet. And Scorpius rightly responds, what are we going to tell him about the dead guard on our ship then? Well, what can we do, says Pilot. And Scorpius kind of glares at him. He's like, you can do nothing. And you can see Pilot be like, well, you never put it like that, meanie. And so we cut back down again and we see Rigel sneaking around. He looks at a door and is like, oh, this looks promising. Opens it up. 
mollusks yeah there are mollusks in there and there's a woman uh we see selva and one of her henchwomen and she asks says like have their partners arrived and she says i can't tell there's too many people like, okay, okay 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 too many new people too many new people including the hynerian who's <laughs> like does that not tip you off a little bit just a little bit Look, they're equal opportunity, okay? Uh, yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. I, I don't know. Actually, the, yeah. the, I'll be honest. This whole sequence, there's some good bits, but there's also some really some bits that don't work. Had there been a few other alien-looking customers, yes. I would have believed it. That's exactly my problem, is that there are no other aliens in this bar. They're all human-looking. They're all sebation, presumably. I don't know. Give somebody pointy ears yeah. or s- slap a third eye on their forehead. Anything, I don't care. Anything like that. But no, they're all human, and then Rigel is just there. It's like, that guy doesn't stand out to you? That one? The, in the, okay. the woman floating in the wedding dress with the beard is suspicious? That doesn't stand out. Okay. You know, the green <sighs> frog look... Okay. So... <laughs> If, if these are your powers of observation, I dread for your rebellion. Yeah, so, okay. It says, okay, well, give me 50 microts, then cut off one of their fingers, one of Aaron and Osakozu's fingers, then we'll know which one, who's the partner in there. Diabolically good plan. Yeah, and so then we see John is dancing with the man, and he's like, I, well, the man's trying to dance with him. I was going to say, he's not dancing. No, I'm not the right partner for you. And so there's a few things that happen here. So he's being forced to dance by this guy. Uh, Rigel's found the mollusks. And then we see that they're going to cut off one of Aaron or Sokozu's fingers. And they go for Aaron first, but Sokozu says, like, no, 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 I volunteer, cut mine. I volunteer as tribute. And Aaron doesn't quite get it because she's like, what? No, no, don't do that. And she's and, like, no. And Sokozu's like, shut up, Aaron, shut up. Yeah. And so Aaron, like, kicks the knife away, but then they get, you know, beaten up again and like no okay mm-hmm. we're doing it and then they cut off Sokozu's finger they do it and John just he's like oh, oh he's trying to fight it and the man dancing with him is what's the matter cramps and I'm like yep that's probably the best response you can give because these guys probably have no frolling idea how the woman body female body works but the guy is still kind of suspicious but John basically holds the guy tighter so that he doesn't like collapse to try not to be noticed by Selva's guards who are like watching this yeah he turns around switches their position so that they can't see John's face and John's like okay I need a drink let's go to the bar and they take him to the bar and the and the guards the women are like okay it didn't work we can't tell who was affected and so the man who is with John gets the drinks. And John quickly goes over the comrade Rigel, like, Rigel, did you find the girls yet? No, but I found these mollusks. I, but I can't, I can't find the girls. But I'm leaving. I'm overwhelmed with dread. I'm terrified. My limbs are going numb. And John's like, you know what the doctor said? That's the symptoms. Stop. He's like, no, I'm going back. Cure time. <laughs> and so one of Selva's women suggests like we should try Aaron's finger instead mm-hmm. but we notice they've been knocked to the floor actually at this point because of all the commotion of trying to cut yeah. the finger off and Aaron is spasming they're in the final stages of the mollusk illness so we should just leave them they'll die in a minute anyway yeah the connection is won't be very strong anymore and they'll die so Rigel leaves and then Rigel actually leaves with the mollusks and heads back to the doctor heads back to mm-hmm. Toomey and so we cut back up to Moya and Scorpius 
is doing a thing. We've he's back down in I think in his cell where he yeah, his cell and he's got the leftovers from the meal from before. Yeah, he's got all the different mollusks that they didn't finish eating. The green and the yellow ones, not the purple ones, because they know those. Oh aren't right, yeah, they they fixed that. Yeah, and Pilot is on the comm saying like, you know, do you really think this will work? It's a risky plan. Are you certain this will work? And I like that Scorpius says, certain? No, confident? Yes. Yeah. So the idea is that Scorpius is going to con- consume the mollusks, get linked to the others. He he'll endure their pain and give them basically give them a boost yeah it makes sense because if he adds himself to the link that means that the mollusks suddenly start communicating with their third part as well and they might jump back a little bit in their stage of sickness yeah it spreads it out a bit more and we know Mm -hmm. that scorpius has a very strong constitution so he can yes weather the storm a little bit so Mm -hmm. maybe they'll get a bit stronger from that so that's the plan and pilot says i tried the comms one last time i didn't get anything so scorpius actually responds to that with a growl because he's like pretty much saying like shut up i'm working it's like i know obviously obviously they're not going to be on the comms i'm going to do this and we actually again see naranti and dargo naranti's still asleep lying on dargo (laughs) dargo still wants water so just checking back in with them yep nothing's changed (laughs) (laughs) that's the whole extent of that seven second scene yeah so then we see that chiana and the uh, mechanic mechanic has finished repairing moya and they say okay pilot you can restore power now and he turns the power back onto that bit and it's like oh oh that's much better so quiet the filter works perfectly you have my sincerest thanks and chiana says are you gonna be okay like what are you gonna do now and the mechanic says that she'll get a name change and an identity change and she'll be she'll be fine she's done it before yeah and she takes off her wig (laughs) oh right and reveals long hair underneath the wig and chiana's like oh oh okay you can tell that chiana clearly wants her to stay or you know or just have her leave for a planet where she can be herself yeah and in fact i think it's either here or in their earlier conversation chiana actually says that her home planet is just as bad if not worse about you know um fitting in and oppressing people and yeah and she left the first chance he got she got yeah so uh then we cut to the club again and the man then is with john and says i think you're you're beautiful looking at him and john's like no 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 it's like yes i thought you were beautiful from the moment i saw you at the doctor's office like he know he knows it's john i would have been surprised if he hadn't recognized the face once they were dancing and john's like okay look i i lost a bet but (laughs) it's like no reason to lie to me if you do what i want i might not even arrest you and he's like hang on arrest me dressing up in different clothing isn't a crime he's like oh yes it is and impersonating a doctor is an even worse crime who is your off-world friend? Where is he? I think either John is feeling the effects of the mollusk, or he's just not telling. But the man says, oh, that's fine. I'll figure it out eventually. I like interrogations. Long, hard interrogations. And I'm yeah. like... Yeah, oh, that was... On the nose, but... Mm-hmm. Okay, so we then cut to Toomey and Rigel. And Rigel is harassing Toomey. They, they tied him down earlier while they were... um also gagging him (laughs) yeah and so he says like the cure won't help without your linked partner you know you should set me free and i'll help you and bryce is like shut up (laughs) look 
get this cure ready and you know they're they're entering the final stages of the mollusk illness whatever it is yeah all four of them are feeling it they're really feeling it and we actually see scorpius is doing his plan he's, he's starting to eat the mollusks mm-hmm. and so everyone is starting to get worse to me notices that rigel's getting worse and he goes to grab a knife but then Scorp- scorpius so the way he's eating it is really odd it's like ritualistic almost yeah it's like two torches to the side lit he's kneeling down and is eating them and like like leaning back and looking up and like so he eats both the yellow and the green mollusk gets linked up to everybody which is able to stabilize them Mm -hmm. so everybody calms down a little bit but toomey's got the knife and goes to get rigel with it but because scorpius links up rigel's able to avoid it and just knocks it away and bites toomey's nose off he just bites him full on the nose and just and just a piece of it just gets ripped off and it's now flat on the front. Like it was a very long prosthetic nose, so mm-hmm. they actually like show him biting right through it. Yeah, and <laughs> I love that you don't see where it goes. I think he just swallows he that just piece eats of the it. nose. Yeah. Also, like that Toomey's like, you bit my nose off! And Rachel's response is, there's still plenty left. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see John and the uh, guy, and he's like, no, don't be shy, come with me. And John John now you know, gets his strength back and is like, nope, I don't think so, and just knocks him out. <laughs> he slaps him across the face first, and then just knocks him in the face with his elbow twice. Yep, and so uh, the women are then checking on Aaron and Sokozu, they're, they're, they're lying there. They're playing dead. I think it's only one woman Sorry, in this right, case. Sorry, right, yeah. There's one guard and, yeah, Eren and Sokozu are playing dead and she goes in to check on them and then they just both kick her in the face. And It's actually a very cool detail in this because she goes with two fingers to feel the pulse of Eren on the neck and on the close-up on Eren's neck you can actually see her vein. You can actually, yeah, I thought down. that as well. It's like you can see it going. You're like, oh. I mean, you don't need to check in that case, but okay. I mean, from the angle the woman was standing, you can't I suppose really so. see that. Anyway, they kick they kick her and they get loose their bonds. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like, why did you volunteer your finger? And it's like, do your appendages reattach? No. And just <laughs> puts the <laughs> finger back on. Right, that's been established very early on. Sokozu can reattach appendages. Yeah, which I guess Aaron either didn't know or forgot about because she was clearly not understanding why Sokozu volunteered herself. Aaron wasn't part of the crew, at ba- uh, wasn't back at that point. So unless true, they spe- specified it to her, then yeah, she wouldn't know that about Sokozu. Mm. So then we see Selva orders her guards to be, you know, be suspicious of anything at all. Like, tell me what mm-hmm. if you see anything odd. And so Aaron and Sokozu have made uh, an escape from the room they're in. Yeah, they s- sneak to somewhere in the middle of the dance floor uh, by some chairs, and Jonas snuck up there as well, and he he lies there, is like. Hi. It's like, hey, what's up? And they both <laughs> look at it. Aaron just does like a double take of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh? He's like, I'll explain later. <laughs> it was Rachel's idea. It's like, we need to get out of here. And so, <laughs> like, okay, Aaron says, okay, all well, the exits are guarded. We have to distract them. And John's like, I think I have something. And he stands up on the chair and is like, oh, ladies, answer me this question. Does any of you have this between their legs? And he pulls up a skirt, pulls out two pulse pistols. <laughs> And just starts shooting while yelling, girl power! (laughs) It's It's a good fake out. It's a good fake out. And I was like, I was, but again, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't need to see that as well. (laughs) But no, he just starts shooting and that distracts them. And the fight breaks out. And 
Okay, so it's a very gen- general fight that they managed to get out. But did you notice what Sakozu was wielding? No, I, I don't think... A I... rubber knife. It was flabbing all oh, around. Oh, right. Like a really obvious... Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, prop. Mm-hmm. It was... No. You only really see it from the, the thin side, so you can't be sure it's a knife, but I'm like, what else could it possibly be? <laughs> and so we also see that... Uh, we cut back to Rigel and Toomey, and he's actually feeding mollusks to <laughs> the doctor. He's like, oh... We need a helping. Oh, 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 yes, eat up, eat up. It's very, very good that you eat. And he says, "I'll, I'll leave the rest in the garbage." And it's like, but, but they'll be eaten by vagrants, and oh, it's like, it's like flies or maybe a tiny rodent animal. And, and what does he say? He has a line of like, "You, you can't do this to me," or something like that. And yeah. Rigel says, "Oh, I risk to differ," <laughs> repeating his line from earlier, which was nice. I like, I, I did like yeah, that. And it's like you need another helping, and to me just. Sh- violently shakes his head, just like, okay. And I'm like, wow, Rigel, you monster. I mean, he tried to extort them and kill them, so... Yeah, I've, but... I don't think it's like, that bad. Like, if a bunch of flies eats that stuff, there's no possible way he could find those. Well, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> so, yeah, they all make their escape, and we cut back up to Moya. Uh, we actually see that Scorpius then, like, th- throws up the mollusks that he ate. So I guess he's okay. And then we're back on Moya. Naranti and Dargo can finally pull apart. And they have, they've got purple gunk on their hands. Mm-hmm. Which is the oily discharge that Toomey was talking about. Yep. And it's like, okay, the cure works. It's going to take three arms to uh, complete the process. And so they, everybody, you know, John and Sokozu link hands and Aaron and Rigel link hands. They take the sip and they're just sat there holding hands. Mm -hmm. First, John says like, okay, okay, now to release the poisons, let the evil spirits out. Hallelujah. Rigel, give me your hand. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I can feel the presence of something in this room. Yeah. They're like, just shut up. We're going to be here for arms. Rigel's like, I want to eat something. And Aaron's like, no, no, no eating until we're cured. (laughs) But Rigel, he says, but we're, we're not linked anymore. That's the first stage. It's like, I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> and I do that the, like that they mention, well, aren't we forgetting somebody else who we're linked to? If it hadn't been for Scorpius, we'd have all been dead. And then we cut to Scorpius' cell where he sits there and just barfs up all the yeah. mollusks again. And I'm like, I think they still need to go sit with him and hold hands. <laughs> but that is the end of the episode as we see him there yeah, just... It's- in the cell it's an odd actually the end of the episode comes very abruptly i thought yeah it's like sakozu says you know without him we'd all be dead and then we see him throwing up and then that's it like wait a minute we we didn't have enough like time to decompress about anything that happened after this nope it just kind of ends so that was the episode all right, so that was Coup by Clam. Um, we had a lot of fun talking about it because it was mm-hmm. there's a lot of silly stuff that happens in this episode. But actually, as a viewing experience, it was not that great. It was no. it was kind of it was messy in more than one way. You know? mm-hmm. I, I will say I was relieved when we did when they did you know the whole cross dressing John and Rigel bit. I was dreading it. I was expecting the worst. I was actually quite impressed that the experience John had in the bar. Yeah. I would not be surprised if for a lot of women it's like, yeah, too close to home. 
Yeah. So it's like, that's one way to build empathy. Yeah, and they don't really... Because because they're in a firefight and all that stuff happens, mm-hmm. They and Aaron does the whole double take, but nobody really makes fun of John for it. Nope. Nobody really laughs at him for it. Nope. Which is... Like I said, I was I was actually very pleased that that they didn't take that direction because that's what I was expecting. No, I think I, parts of the things that this episode was saying I really liked. Yeah, that was good stuff. The problem I had though was like they so they they again they do this. We we introduced to this. Let me explain the geopolitical situation here. Like, <laughs> so we're introduced to this idea, and you know, it's it's a story that has potential of like mm-hmm. this incredibly oppressive society and fighting the the women you know fighting for their rights and so on mm-hmm. the problem is it's hardly developed at all yeah especially because i thought that the women would end up being maybe some sort of allies yeah but in this case everybody was the bad i mean on the other hand the fact that they are the heroes doesn't mean that suddenly they get to pick a side in this no it's like, no nobody but, likes you sorry but again it, it only really comes up i i want to say like halfway through the episode like it's not built in from the start. No, I, I see what you mean. It shifts. It shifts gears halfway through, which means that the setup time and the explanation of what's happening is very brief. It doesn't connect as well. Mm. I, I think it was just kind of a waste. It's, it's again, it's wasted potential of like this this story. And again, we are in a position where John and the crew just want their problem fixed and don't give a crap about this. I'm completely okay with that stance. I like it. Like I said, I buy it this time. It doesn't actually get in the way too much. But what Mm -hmm. that means is it's kind of at odds with this other narrative that they're Mm. trying to set up. Fair point. So that kind of doesn't really work. Also, I'm kind of insulted that this series thought that if I see somebody with short hair and no breasts, I assume it's a man. Yeah, that's also the other problem. Like, there was... It was not coded heavily enough that this was a woman disguised as a man because, hey, look, we don't expect every woman to have long hair and obvious breasts. Funnily enough... You know, producers of Farscape from that's, that's 15 years of... ago. <laughs> when she took off that wig, I was like, of course there's long yeah, hair Yeah, well, you didn't there. need to do that. You didn't need to do that bit. Like, no. just, like, the removing, like, the, the jumpsuit and then seeing, like, the tank top and she's wearing, like, a... She's got, you know, breasts. You're like, yeah, sweater, whatever. You're like, okay, all right, I get that. You, we already knew at that point. We're like... Yeah. We're like, you don't need to do the long hair stuff. That's dumb yeah so that was like at some points it gets it completely right and at other points i'm like damn it series but to be fair mm. women fighting for their right in yeah. men dominated regime fighting nazis does feel very timely unfortunately yes <laughs> but that's what i mean when i say like the that side of things was background that was not developed because and that's mm. that's a shame because you could have done something really interesting with that, but that was all basically background noise for this episode. Yep. So that was underdeveloped, which is unfortunate. Also, we didn't really have any character moments, I don't think. I mean, with Scorpius. Okay, well, say Scorpius actually, you know, again, proving his usefulness to the crew. Yeah, okay. That's more a re- reiteration of something. Yeah. Than maybe the fact that Chiana 
is a bit more openly bisexual. I suppose so, point. yeah. That's a step. That's a step. But, you know, it's not got that in-depth, you know, character study mm. stuff that we really like from Farscape. It's just, like, an adventure story. But that kind of doesn't hold together very well. No. Sometimes an adventure story is just fine, but... This isn't just fine. There are too many problems for me to mm. really say it's it's Agreed. great. Or, you know, it's, it's okay. I didn't completely hate it. I was happy that they didn't take the obvious and sexist angle with John. Mm. Mm-hmm. dressing up but it was just do you want to go so low as a two i would i'm thinking maybe it's like it, nothing above a three for me i'm not sure i i want to stress that this is not the worst episode of Farscape we've ever seen it's no. probably my least favorite episode of this season so far oh easily which is a shame because we're we were on a streak of some really good episodes i think i'll go for a three due to timeliness uh, yeah that's a f- you yeah. know what mm, no let's stick let's stick with the two yeah two seems about right it's a shame because again there was the potential we could see the potential in here for something really interesting yes it's something that would be really good and could be developed further with the you know the oppression and the women fighting for their rights okay good that just doesn't get developed at all and it like i said it switches gears about halfway through to that and then that just doesn't really get developed so yeah it's uh this was not a great episode there are some like we said there are some fun little bits in it like rigel dressing up as the doctor (laughs) yeah dargo and naranti's bits were kind of funny actually dargo was hilarious in this episode yeah it was good so you have those little moments, but they can't really save this episode. They can't really, you no. know, prop it up on those, unfortunately. That's the problem. And again, you know, we've got nothing about this overarching you know, storyline throughout the season. That doesn't come up. There doesn't nope. always have to. But, you know, we also don't have any character development. It, nope. Just tiny little bits. So you can pretty much skip this episode, actually. Yep. You totally could. Agreed. And that's kind of a problem because, you know, we've seen Farscape tends to tie lots of things in together. Mm-hmm. This episode, Especially lately. Yeah. None of that in this episode. So sorry about But, you know, two out of five. It's not great. Okay. Maybe better luck next week. What do we got? I feel like we'll have some better luck next week because next week is episode 11, Unrealized Reality, which is part one of a three-parter. Oh. But the, it doesn't have an overarching name, but it's like three-part story part one is unrealized reality now let's see hmm can you say anything without spoiling i can say it involves wormholes quite heavily okay that that's not really a spoiler Crichton uh, is out exploring a wormhole in his ev suit and he gets pulled inside oh no and there are mysterious beings who want to chat with him there okay that sounds about right so that signals to me like okay wormholes you know uh ancients maybe all that stuff like we're getting back to that again good good that's the good stuff really (laughs) the benefit of that is we don't have to do so much setup in an episode we we've been following this plot thread throughout like three seasons now four seasons now so okay that's part one of a three-part episode and you'll find out what their other names are afterwards because that would be spoiling things oh okay then uh, then we will see <laughs> all right so yeah looking forward to that next week so yeah we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of uh, farscape rewatch shame that this wasn't a better episode of farscape but mm-hmm. you know i feel like we we were able to dissect certain bits and pieces so it worked out all right anyway we'll be back next time with unrealized reality um until then 
Uh, you can find us around the web on Twitter at Karma Hats and Red at Red Nightmare Seven. Don't forget, go to KarmaHats.co.uk for previous episodes, links to RSS and iTunes. And if you feel that way inclined, please uh, consider leaving us a rating on iTunes. Helps us out a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's all supported by the Can't Wear Hats Patreon, patreon.com forward slash can't wear hats. All right, so we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week and goodbye. 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 Hats. Hi. What's up? Hats. What do you do? I don't. What are you talking about? I. Uh, Hats. I've been on the toilet for forty-five minutes, oh, and I don't know why. That might have something to do with the curry I just had. Your curry? Okay. I may have smuggled some mollusks into your food. Why? I thought it would be a good team-building exercise.